Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wise Men's Here podcast, where at least we don't have a defeat to talk about. Uh, we're going to pick the bones out of a nil-nil draw against Doncaster, if we can possibly do that. We've also got a game, hopefully, midweek against Tranmere. I've been checking my alerts all day. To, I don't know why I said that, because I don't have alerts on. I've been checking my phone all day to see if um, there are any news um, on the, whether that game's going to go ahead, because that pitch was terrible against Man United, and I, I thought they might be trying to... Pull out some excuses, not mm. to play a game midweek. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Why couldn't they play on Tuesday? I don't know. What I don't know. But they always said it was going to get moved. If the, if the oh, it's weird though, isn't it? It's like they make you play. We've played two games, and you know, in, in two days before, it's just the way it is, isn't it? It is the so, way it is. So why have you? Why have they moved it? Why don't you just keep it Tuesday night? Don't know. No idea. I wouldn't have been able to go Tuesday night. So Serves I'm, them right. I'm glad they moved it to Wednesday because I'm going now. Um, right, that was the sound of uh, Gareth Barker's voice, and uh, Michael Loft joins us as well. Just a nice, cosy, wise men say team tonight. Yeah, and it was also very fitting for Gareth to open the podcast talking about admin, so with the fixtures. Right, yeah. so. This stupid, I don't understand why. I was trying to, think, you know, to do it at Christmas all the time, play, you know, Boxing Day, and then you play on the 28th sometimes, and it's not a problem, you know, it's just one of those things. If you, you know, they're going to make a lot of money by. Progressing in the cup, didn't they? So, and they got the TV money as well because it got moved. So, and now it's an inconvenience. Well, not for you because you're saying you can go now. Mm, so, it's better for me. Um, but yeah, anybody knows. Answers on well, a I mean, it's obviously they're giving them, a, they're giving them the uh, they're giving them that extra time off, so it's fine. But you know, just after me. But anyway, should we talk about the game? Any, Don't nah. the game. Not much to get excited about or even analyze really. Um, in terms of being an anti-climax, Michael, one being, well, from one to ten, one being the worst, ten being, no, ten being the biggest anti-climax in the world, how much of an anti-climax was it? Um, that anti-climatic, I'm going to go somewhere in the middle, <laughs> five. <laughs> Wasn't even that bad to be that much of an anti-climax. <laughs> First half we were poor, I thought, but I, again, look, <laughs> teams are coming up here again, and, and Doncaster, the Doncaster players look like, you know, they were putting, that was the game of their life. Their fans celebrated a nil-nil draw like they'd won the cup again. Um, and, you know, you've got to take that, you've got to put that in the, into the mix. Like, you've got to factor that in because other sides, and it's not war is me, but other sides don't get that issue. And it was obvious Doncaster weren't going to keep that up for the entire game. And they didn't and they couldn't, but we weren't just weren't good enough on the day to break them down and capitalise when they got tired later. We weren't, um, but I think my biggest frustration was 
just a complete not the lack of width. It was no when he was bad as a Bolton game, but it kind of had elements of that performance in it. In that, Denver Hume was we our sole kind of like out ball in a wide position, and Lyndon Gooch was playing really narrow. He wasn't overlapping them or anything, and I just think it was a very frustrating evening in that regard. Gareth, so just to let you know, I'm looking at the weather on AccuWeather for um, Birkenhead for the next two days. It doesn't look too bad. So a few showers. So you know, you, you, if you go on on Wednesday, you might be all right. But yeah, in the game, I was really annoyed after the game, to be honest. So I, I just thought it was just like last season in that we had the opportunity to put pressure on teams around us. And if we want to go up automatically, which is the goal, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise that it isn't, um, then you, you need to, you need to put your foot on other teams' throats. You need to, you need to put pressure on the other team around you. And we just it was just exactly the same as last year where we had the opportunity and then we didn't do enough, drew the game, nil nil instead of one like nil nil's a new one one and it was like, well just annoying, frustrating. And like I get you know the annoying thing about it more so is that afterwards people are like, Oh well, you know, they they're a decent team or whatever and so yeah, fair enough they like came and competed in the game. You know, and lots of teams compete with us. And, you know, so I, I don't know. It just annoying me. I just sort of people's attitude was. It's like, why is it all right to accept that nil-nil draw when our form has been horrific before the, the before form, that Doncaster game in December? Not allow the team the benefit. No, the because the form because we've had a very small upturn on the back of two months of rubbish. So you've got to make up for that. So mm. if if this if this is all part of the plan where well we're we're giving ourselves two months to play ourselves in and now everything's gonna be great, well now you've got to you've got to make up all that ground that you've lost in that in that two months. Where we're absolutely atrocious. So I think I've no, I've, I've got no sim- I've got no sympathy. The pressure's on now and that they've set they've put themselves under that pressure, so I can I can see why people are coming out of well, you know, they did a job on us or, or whatever. I do not I d I don't remember being teams sort of supporters being as philosophical last season after we were drawing all those games 1-1 and that was a major criticism I think so now change, yeah, if, if, this, if this becomes the norm again from this point I think <coughs> they will rightly get that criticism I think but you've got you know, to have but then but then but then it's people get accused of being revisionist so if, then it's revisionist then if, if call it as you see it and it, I don't think I don't think Friday night was if, good if, enough if we fail to go up it's going to be it's not going to be drawing 0-0 with Doncaster it's going to be losing a Lincoln losing uh, losing at Shrewsbury, losing at Shrewsbury, losing at Wickham, yeah, those lo- games, dro- yeah. you know, I think losing at Chillingham. I, 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 you're right, and, and the revisionism thing is is interesting because I think you and I both sat here after we beat Southend and one nil and kind of back and, and give them the benefit of the doubt. So I didn't. And, and I, no, but me and Gareth did, and I, and it kind of went wrong from there. So I can understand that, but I do, I do feel that Doncaster have this uh, the one these clubs. Are, for whatever reason, really seals as a big well, game. Well, we've and beaten them I five times. I know in the exactly, five, exactly. Five so I, them, I, so. I, I can. I knew after about twenty minutes, um, we weren't winning the game, and it was going to be nil nil because I just thought it was a they, 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 they were just they were so pumped up for it, and and yes, we we have got to to know that that's going to happen, and it's as if they've just. I don't want to say a complacent, but there was an element of that, wasn't there? I, I just thought, it, well, I don't think it was anything to do with them. It was to do with us and, you know, our lack of... We we just did everything they wanted us to do. So, so there were people, too many players run away from the ball. So the, someone on the ball gets it in midfield. He's got one option. And then the other option, someone 
two or three people running in behind or into a channel. So all you got then is, well, I either played square, and if they block that off, I've got a channel ball. And if that's blocked off by the time someone comes in short, Don't have to have got players in the area, which means that we can't get out from that space. So all we were doing in the first half was giving the ball away in, in a variety of different ways or keeping it in non-dangerous areas because we were moving it too slowly because we were waiting for opportunities that weren't there because people were running away from the ball. It was all our own fault. And we gave the ball away back to them and they just passed it along the back and took the sting out of the game and slowed it down. And we fell for it and it wasn't anything to do with the way they played because there was opportunities for our players to make more positive movements towards the ball to receive it and they could have identified that in the game instead of continually running into, space, running into channels that for balls, that for percentage passes, you know, like two in ten passes. You know, if you come if you come short and take the ball, then you, you're drawing them out, you're making them think about what they want to do. All they want to do is sit off. They're absolutely, they were happy for us to run in behind. And what I would say about that as well, it comes to... You know, I thought Lafferty did quite well when he came on and offered more than Wyke. But I can see why he made that change and I would have made that change too. But it was clear that it wasn't going to be a ball of feet that was going to... Sorry, ball in the air that was going to undo them. It was going to be a ball, ball of feet. It was going to be a ball along the floor in behind. I can understand the change as well. I, I called it actually. I think it's probably most people did. I said well, he's, he's going to take off. But he should have done it. Why? Why he's is going to take off? Why is nobody warming up for ten he's, minutes? He's going to take off um, Maguire and Wyke, uh, and he's going to he's going to put um, Lafferty and Watmore on. I think while I can understand that, it was doing more of the same, wasn't it? Yeah. We 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 would letting the opposition know everything you've done to block our space to stop us from playing to defend like you have continue to do that because we aren't actually apart from bringing fresh legs on changing things up here and this is why I mean Greek wasn't in the squad and McNulty and there's got to be an argument to just talk. We, we, we've talked about our starting 11 being it really in terms of, yeah. of, of a team that we think could make a challenge and there were no central midfielders to put on and mix things up yeah. uh, beyond the two that were playing so you've got to try and maybe use one of these other centre forwards and try and do something different because we weren't asking any other questions when we made that change. Yeah, this is why I'm worried as well because Parkinson he does seem to be very um, conservative and reactionary with his changes because I agree with Gareth. Sometimes it's just evident during the game you're watching it that a player's just not on it, he's not doing what you want him to do and that was Charlie White on Friday. So for me, there was absolutely no reason to leave it as long. Maybe it's five or ten minutes in the second half and you make that change because Lafferty, he showed some quite classy touches, like you said, and he looked to bring people into the game. But no, it's a it's bang on what you say as well, Stephen, about the lack of options off the bench. And this is a worry because, like you said, Gareth, not only were we told we're going to have like this two months of rubbish was necessary to kind of get to where we want to be, we were told... Um, oh it's alright we just need to get to January and yeah. then in January it's going to be key and we're going to bring in all these players and we're going to play how Parkinson wants to play we're going to bring in Pierce and Power and so far we've brought in Kyle Lafferty and we've brought in Bailey Wright both of whom seem to be more experienced cover than bringing in Pierce and Power and that that is a again you can go back to things that people have said and this is something that you know Pierce and Power is something that you know Parkinson I wasn't there when he said it but apparently he was at a some talking or something with fans and you know before when when during November December time and he was like oh you know it's going to be key in January we, but you know we've had three we've had three windows this is the third window don't count the first one because you know really it was a case of bodies yeah. getting bodies in 
Um, you know, the last three windows, have they been good enough? Have we brought... I mean, Willis has been a really good signing. Um, but I would say the core of the team is generally from that, gr- that group of the first summer in, in League One um, with a few a smattering of others. Um, but it is, isn't it? You know, it was, we brought in... Well, if you think about starting, it was only Dobson um, and Willis. Willis and Lynch, the three additions to that group that came in, that came in in that first that first phase, that first spell. So that would identify that, that would suggest to me, and obviously, and Flanagan had been playing before, and he got injured, and, and Lynch came back in. So that would have been only two players. Um, so to me. That shows that the recruitment hasn't been good enough, and what I would say, I don't think it's about. Um, I don't think it's about like spending lots of money. I don't think it's about like, you know, puffing your chest out and making statement signings, and you know, look how much look at what we. It's about, and we, we've said this before, it, and I said it in the summer, and it's been consistent with this. We didn't need to to do major surgery on that group. We needed to look at the key areas where we need to strengthen. Look at the attributes that we're lacking. Look at the lack of variety in that group and add in those areas and we seem and then we get told that everyone says from from like sort of the club side seem to agree with this and seem to like put this message out that yeah we do we we know where we need to strengthen it's it's abundantly clear where we're lacking and the Pearson powers being mentioned you know by club officials as well yet when we come to the windows it's all built up as this like oh it's this big thing we've got like a month and we're gonna we've, we've done our our groundwork now and we're really well prepared we're going to have the pick of these players in the championship you know that was mentioned again some, something of that ilk I won't I don't know what the exact quote is but it is exa- something of that sort of you know we'll be trying to dip into the sort of championship quality players and they would argue they have done that with Bailey Wright but Norburn who we've been heavy linked with never been in the championship um, you know don't really know um, you know when was the last time Lafferty played at that level Talk about long term. It's been like, and that was something that Stuart Donald mentioned to me when we had that conversation around whether we wanted to come on here. We're talking about long, long term plans and things around the manager and stuff like that, and why you know it's a long term plan bringing someone like Parkinson in. If we've identified someone like Liam Boyce as a target, who's out of contract and available for a nominal fee, I would I would regard 150 grand as a nominal fee. For somebody who scored 15 goals. For somebody who scored 15 goals a season. Why do we decide not to press ahead with that and then come out with, well, we've probably got enough bodies in that area when you're trying to get rid of Grigg and McNulty may not be here after January and he certainly won't be here in the summer and Lafferty is out of contract in the summer. So if you're talking about long term, it's a pretty short term approach to not bringing somebody in. And if you're, going to, and if you're identifying somebody who you know you're going to have to spend money on and you don't see them as a, a long term option, then why are you spending, why are you targeting that player? It's it's muddled. It, it, none of it makes sense to me. A lot of alarm bells should be going off. I know, well, this who, is this is. I know, I know. We got done yesterday by this in, that 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 like that thing that was shared on social media. A quote from Boyce that was fake. So apologies for you know putting that out there and being the spreaders of fake news or whatever. But like, well, you should be expected to trust that a forty-year-old bloke's not going to make up a. But anyway, quote. but anyway, <laughs> but 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 you know, aside from that, it's. It, you know, it, it it just points to why why on people regardless of that quote, it doesn't that that being a lie 
doesn't all of a sudden mean that we've got a plan, does it? Well, there was, there was still in from all January. You can't say there <clears> weren't. Well, exactly. And he even acknowledges much himself. I mean, there might be more to it. I, might, I mean, you might have decided, you might have had a choice and decided to go yeah. there instead. He might have done that. And, that's, and we might have done everything we could to try and get him in, and we couldn't, for whatever reason. My argument would be then, how can, why is he going to heart to a bottom of the I think we'd Scottish have heard, if he'd made Premier a choice, League. I think we'd have heard from him or from, or I think yeah. Phil Parkinson seems honest enough to come out and say he decided to go elsewhere. Yeah. I think he would say that. And I think certainly, but the, the boys line, would have said yeah. that because they know incoming players no fans like to hear that so I, I don't think that's it could be wrong as you said so we're not going to and then, and then it's in, we're making inquiries for him we're making, inquir- we're making inquiries for this person we're making inquiries about that person it's like well I thought we were like all ready to go and set up and you know we we're going to come in and you know we wouldn't be scrabbling around in the last few days of the window and all this kind of thing you know we're a few injuries away from being in a you know you don't is, is people react positively to, regardless of what's happening on and off the pitch, well, sorry, off the pitch, people react positively to positive results. And we, we've seen that in the last in the last sort of month. But if we get to the end of February when we've played Doncaster, as we have, and then we're going to play Portsmouth and Ipswich and Oxford, um, and we're playing Coventry at the end of the month, if we get the end of that and we've only, we've only beat we've only taken say four points from those four games, count encounters against teams above us, <coughs> then people will be saying, "Why didn't we strengthen?" <coughs> well, be interesting to see what happens in the last few well, he's days. Got four, he's got four days I, I to think, do it. Um, it worries me that there's been no. I'd be, I'd be surprised to if anybody co- really. I'd be surprised if a couple didn't come in, but it's going to be short term. Short term, as, as you said, like it's it's going to be loans. Or freeze, I think. I haven't, got, I, haven't got, I haven't got a problem with with freeze or loans because if if the right yeah. the right oh, player, course, yeah. it's all about the right player. It's all about bringing in somebody who we, we need and who is going to well, Willis was on improve free things. Flanagan was on a freeze, so can well most of the players at this level yeah, are, it's it, freeze until wrong years gone. As long as you think you can, that's fine. But like you got to look take him with you. The yeah. right, no, I, I agree. You got to look um, in the right. You got to look in the right places. And to be fair, the right one, we don't know what kind of sign that's going to be yet. The Lafferty one, it's a bit obvious, isn't it? So, I think, but that that's not a problem because he looked all right when he's played. I think, and hopefully he gets fitter. Lincoln transfers to positives you would take from the display. I think another clean sheet, and with the addition of Bailey Wright, I think you look at those, the three centre halves who played, plus Flanagan, plus Bailey Wright. That's decent. That's a de- that's decent cover. If you're playing three centre halves to have five centre halves of that quality, I would suggest so that at least is one positive going forward compared to last season that looks far <coughs> stronger definitely and I think also it gives you the option to kind of rotate the centre half so I don't know what his fitness is like but I would quite like to see Bailey Wright come in against Tramia because I think even away from home you're going to hope to have a lot of possession so I would far rather see someone who when you look at the statistics and what Bristol fans have been saying about him he seems to be a bit of a ball playing centre half so I don't think against Tramia you need to kind of like out and out kind of stoppers in the form of Joe Lynch and Ozturk. So I think I would take one of them out and put right in because as I say, if you want a lot of possession, you're going to want two centre-halves who are comfortable with cycling the ball and feeding into the midfield all the time. So I would like to say right come in ideally on Wednesday. There's going to be much football play on that surface. Shall we, shall we, shall we get out of Tramia now? Shall we have a... If you want to do a break and then come in, Yeah, yeah. It never sticks an advert on a Monday for some reason anyway. I don't know why. It doesn't mind sometimes. Does it? Anyway. I, th- I think it depends when you listen to it. 
Well, after this, we'll talk about Tranmere. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Will you be going to the tram again, Michael? I'm going, yeah. What are you going to be wearing? Anything in particular, anything in mind? I think um, I might dig out either me from the terraces polo or jumper or potentially both. <laughs> if it's just in case it gets a bit chilly, and that's the thing about if it gets even chillier, they do jackets and and gilets as well. So it could be if it gets quite cold, you know. But WS10 is the code if you go to from the terraces UK. Make sure you follow them on social media. Well, you mean you can and even get you can even get discount on this? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So at from terraces on Twitter. Um, sorry, at terraces from on Twitter. Get on there, and also I think they've got a newsletter. So the moment if you subscribe to the newsletter you get 10% off and if you want to get yourself something um, before Wednesday Port Sunderland in town in Sunderland City Centre does stock the, stock the range so if you fancy grabbing one before Wednesday night get yourself into town and get yourself one from there people know where that is it's under that bar 808 isn't it it is it used to be Gillespie's back in the day no yes Gillespie's international back in the day. it was as well wasn't it Going back there, see who remembers <coughs> tweeters if you remember Gillespie's. Don't. Um, <laughs> um, what, what, also, um, remember, come if you get if you got your tickets for Oxford, um, which are on sale now, make sure you don't go straight to the game. Come to Reading at Phantom Brew Co. Um, for our live event we're involved in, hosted by Tom White, Sky Sports News, featuring Super Kevin Phillips. A bit of a chat and a Q and A before that. Um, transport transport to and the from the game thing, included yeah. um, so you can have a pint there before and afterwards um, you can leave your car there as well if you're not drive, if you're not drinking um, if you want to leave your car there and, and, and go there and get, get over to and from the game the tickets are available online um, the link's on wisemensay.co.uk and you might as well do it anyway because their ground's in the middle of nowhere anyway so it's not like you're going to go in the city centre and then just walk to the ground so you're not missing <coughs> out on any of that but it's sold really well it's, exactly. it's going to be really busy so there's I think the ticket's about 15 quid, and obviously that includes your transport as well, so make sure you go to wisemansay.co.uk. Beer's being brewed, Vox and um, Phantom Brewing have collaborated on a beer, which will be being served on the day to commemorate it as well. So 15 quid a ticket, get yourself on wisemansay.co.uk, the link's there. And obviously you get to have a pint and meet Kevin Phillips as well. I wonder if he's going to get on the bus. That would be kind of wouldn't it? Well, not for him. probably not for him. <laughs> like, yeah. Regret. It'd be like that knee sliding at the corner when he's equalised against Newcastle. Regret. Bounced, bounced yeah, where he knee. bounced up and then he got up and he said, dry. everyone just drunk a beer. <laughs> and he was like, I've got to get out of here. Yeah, So that'll, that will be him on, on, on the 15th. 
Yeah, and you'll be the person stinking a beer on the bus. So was that, 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 was that February? Was that that game of February time? For some reason, was it around Valentine's Day? For some reason, I've got a feeling it was. I don't know why. That. I mean, I'll, I'll have a look. I'll have a look now. Go you do, do talking about other things. What we're talking about, Tranmere, do that. Tranmere, yeah, who um, were laughably bad against Manchester United. I know they're playing against Premier League opposition, but League One sides have actually made a good account of themselves this year in the cups. Oxford, of course, got the quarterfinals dinner of the of the League Cup. They were better than Newcastle on Saturday, and, and not just because Newcastle were poor either. They actually. Watching that game, you you didn't think those two sides were two divisions apart, which I was surprised at because I thought the the gap is big, which it is. Um, but they squeezed the space, they knocked the ball about. Rochdale, if you remember, should have knocked Newcastle out in the in the, in the first game. Um, so they've been given a good account themselves. Yet Tramia managed to look abysmal. Um, we've beat them five 0 already this season. How much of that? How much of a factor is that pitch going to be? Because let's be honest, the Stadium of Light pitch will never get to that condition. Yeah, the pitch is awful, but it could also be the Tramia's detriment as well because I think they went with a pretty similar squad against both Watford and Manchester United. So they've put out a really strong team in both of those games and they've played 108 minutes of football on that pitch in such a a short space of time. Get my words out. Um, And obviously we've had since Friday to recover from the Doncaster game. So you would have to make us heavy favourites based on the fact that we are the far superior team and obviously they're going to be very leggy. And to touch on what you were saying before, Gareth, about Bailey Wright, I do agree that maybe it's not going to be a pitch where you're going to be able to get the ball down and like knock it, but you can be direct and still kind of be passing <coughs> the ball rather than just going long. So I remember last season against Rochdale, their pitch wasn't the best and Dylan McGee had one of the best games in the Sunderland shirt. Just getting the ball in the centre midfield and just kind of like plonking balls out wide um, into the in the kind of the wide players I think it might have been Lewis Morgan on the day and I think if we utilise Denver Hume properly then I think um, Bailey Wright will play them similar balls out to Denver Hume and Gooch so when I say like him bring the ball out I mean more kind of like passing not necessarily along the ground but he's certainly a much better distributor of the ball than um, Oz Turk and Lynch I guess yeah but I, I mean I've, I've not been keen on some Lynch's performance recently not because of that whole thing about like him not celebrating a goal or something which he did but I just think his use of the ball like you say has been pretty poor and I don't know I just since, since he looked really good when he came feel, in I still feel he... comfortable with him in, oh, yeah. with him there definitely for, for the level where you're playing I, I just think it's a concern though when <clears throat> against Tram you like I say you're going to have a lot of possession and you want to like turn over possession like quite quickly and get us on the front foot again I don't want two centre-halves whose instincts is to clear in the touch all the time which is what Lynch and Ozturk do for me I think you can have one of them against the likes of Tramia, but not two. Be interesting to see how Tramia play because you, you could look at this many different ways. You could think, right? They've they've had. I mean, even when they they got the initial draw against Watford in the third round, they did it the hard way. They were three 0 down at half time, and the and the the sort of high emotional impact that scoring a last minute equaliser there would have brought. Then they had the home game against Watford, a Premier League team, of course, a weekend team, but that's gone into extra time. They've managed to win that. They'll have been so pumped up for this Man United game and they've been absolutely spanked. Some of the goals are conceded, were statues, aren't they? It's going to either knock their plugs in or it's going to motivate them to... How much have they got left in the tank? You know, They haven't got a big squad at all. And they're playing Bolton at the weekend, is that right? Yeah, and that's a little bit of an edge game for them as well. Not quite a derby, but... 
yeah, well, yeah, with their position being down near the bottom, mm. they're going to be targeting that game. Certainly, mm-hmm. that's it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how they how they approach the game because I, I did think initially against Man United they tried to get on the front for actually. So you, you're saying there, Michael, that we might have more possession and stuff like that, which you would assume. But I don't think Tramay deliberately played that way against Man United, even though that is a way you would expect a League One side to play against a Premier League team. Oxford didn't play like that, for example. I, I don't think they did. I think they tried to get on the front foot, knock the ball about, but they just weren't good enough to do it. Be that as it may, we've still got to go and assert our game plan yeah. the way we did against Wickham and Lincoln. Yeah. Just because we're away from home, we've got to go there and play like the home team, as cliched as that sounds. 5th of February 2000 it was. That game, sorry, just to let you know. So it was in February. It's weird the things you remember, isn't it? 20 years ago? Yeah. Oh my God. Right, right cancel the podcast, I'm going home. I was four. To cry. <laughs> yeah. To cry. To cry, yeah. <sighs> but anyway. Um, now my plug's been knocked in. <laughs> um, I, th- I think, do you think, um, I know we're talking about just this depth in centre-half now. And obviously there was talk about championship interest in Flanagan. Right now we've got right in. There might be a temptation if an offer came in for Flanagan. Well, they got him for free, days. so they'll see it as you know being in this model. This is the thing you can't trust. Well, 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 no, but that's what I'm saying. You can't trust what they're saying because they will probably come out and say, "Oh, well, this is the the approach we have. We bring in players and make a profit on them." But then everything or most of the uh, incomings that we've seen since they've come in doesn't lend itself to any kind of model you're leaving yourself Every, everything we, we 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 got told the old regimes re- regime were doing wrong they've just continued to do the same thing I I think as well like if you get rid of Flanagan I think you're just putting yourself back in the position you again of being can, short he, he plays centre half he can play yep. he can play out wide as well you can't I wouldn't be letting him go absolutely not unless you get a really good offer I've just seen because <clears throat> he'd been linked with the move away and then he was I think he was dropped at the weekend. He wasn't injured, I don't think. So we might be seeing we might be seeing the return of Baldwin. Who knows? He might cut, they could always recall him, couldn't they, and bring him back into the squad. He's been keeping this start eleven, as you said, with the exception of, of um, Flanagan's stroke Lynch, um, because it's a midweek game. <coughs> do we think he'll he'll stick with that, or do we think he'll? We'll see changes. I think the thing is, I don't know. Is enough time to we'll for look at recovery? A, we'll look at a park and say the way he is now. If he'll, he does seem like a manager, unlike Ross, who would rather stick with a settled eleven. And if we can go and um, stamp our authority on the game and get a good lead, he would likely he would likely prefer that and then start taking players off earlier. I would have thought would be the way. Or do we? He doesn't, do we seem, to make, he doesn't seem to make substitutions early in games. Well, if you play midweek, you might. well, I don't know. We haven't. I don't know how many. We haven't played many midweek games recently. Have we? It doesn't feel like, aside from Christmas, obviously, but it doesn't feel like we've played that many. So same team, do we think? As I say, I would make that change at the back, and I bring you him. would, but will yeah. he? I don't think he will. That no. Well, no he'll be lacking in fitness, so I doubt he'll. I doubt he'll make any changes unless he has to. And it's, it's, a, it's a centre midfield that worries me. You just yeah. think that there's not there's. As well as, as as Power and Dobson are being playing, you just feel like there's you can't no, expect there's them, nothing behind it. You can't expect them to, you know, as well as we've been playing recently, you can't expect them to reproduce it every game as well. And that's when you need the options and, and the variety in that squad to so somebody can come in. Just say, look, you, you'll be back in. Like say, someone like 
you know, Dobson or Power, whatever, look, you'll be back in on Saturday. But I know you want to play every game, but we've had a lot of games and I'm going to freshen it up in this this week to give you that that rest or whatever, you know. That, but we haven't got the option to do that. I guess you could bring someone like Ledbetter in, but... No. On a pitch like that. Well, <clears throat> and I, I know I'm talking about... I mean, Max will want to play, obviously, anyway. Like, I know it's like a moot point, like, but... You know, we want to play in that game against Tramway. This is his team, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He's Dar's team. Yeah, I think he's supposed to actually power down because of Gerard. But yeah, it's his dad's team. Uh, but, you know, Mike Dean might be there. Who knows? <laughs> that re- I'd say that referee on Friday, like, I was oh, like, absolute, like, he was like, <laughs> he'd been he'd been watching highlights of Mike Dean, hadn't he? It was unbelievable. A couple of those <laughs> decisions... The um, Charlie White one. The one on Maguire was... On the first, when he was, was clean, it was like way down the right-hand side, just side them down. And then the White thing, you know, what I, as soon as I got in the house, I put Sky on just to watch that tackle <laughs> back. Because that was the first thing I wanted to say, because I thought, there's no way that is a yellow card for Charlie yeah. White. And it wasn't the most obvious foul, but it was still a very strong argument it was a foul. Unbelievable. And then Charlie White, he, he wouldn't have like the brains to go down that manner, you know what I mean? He's just yeah, he's not a diver, is he? Nah. But as you see some of the stuff other teams get away with, and you're like, oh, there was some challenges as well where we're like it was like blatant yellow card. He was just like, no. Then number ten. From, from oh, what about that where people were the... chanting for like a red card because it was like an over top tackle on uh, power, and he gave didn't even give him a booking. There was their number ten was was just constantly fouling and winding people up from about the 10th minute and I said there's no way he's going to get to 60 minutes because he'll get taken off because he's um, he'll get booked and he'll, he's managed where he's going to get sent off and he didn't get a yellow card throughout the game but we've done a bit of a full circle I've gone back to the Doncaster games anyone get anyone got anything meaningful to add I'm going to go on about a nil-nil draw unnecessarily <laughs> Looking there. there's a well there's a mank there's a mank pod on Thursday Tom's going to be doing that so keep your ears out for that um, but it'll be interesting. How confident are you that we'll do the business that we want to do in the next four days? And how many players do you think we'll bring in? And will they fit the profile of the players that we need? I think they'll just get what they can this late. They'll, they'll, they'll make sure they bring somebody in. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think they'll bring another two in. And I'm hoping that at least one of them fits the profile and, and surprises us. I'm getting very strong um, winter transfer window 17-18 vibes from this. We'll sign players who aren't necessarily the worst footballers in the world, but I'm getting strong Ajaria vibes from the Man United youngster we're being linked with. In that he's obviously a very talented player, but I think for like kind of a, a first loan move, it might be quite a daunting one to come to Sunderland's team and perform. And then I think we might bring in someone like Ashley Fletcher, who kind of... Obviously, it'd be great to have him now, wouldn't it? But he's doing quite well. But well I mean, I, I mean that type of who's not quite kind of ready, like low on confidence, and who won't fit the bill of what we want. So I'd be disappointing if it ends up like that. I think we'll bring in <clears throat> someone with experience who may not have been playing a lot recently, like Bailey Wright or Kyle Lafferty. I don't think we'll bring in anyone. Been linked with a guy from Blackburn, haven't we? Who's I don't know what you call him? I can't remember his name. Defensive midfielder. He's, midfielder. Smallwood. He's from Borough. He has Smallwood. Defensive midfielder. He's from Borough, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Which is why when it was Scott Wilson that went with it, you think there might be something in that because he's from down that way. Mm. 
and uh, he, he got linked with us. He's been linked with us. He's not been playing us either season. He got linked with us in the summer as well. Jack Ross got linked with him, yeah. He's played one game, I think, in the Carabao Cup, and that's it all season. Yeah. But this is the problem, though. So we're bringing in Bailey Wright, and you're saying they're quite rightly, by the way, that he probably won't be ready to play on Wednesday. Lafferty's not capable of playing 90 minutes. So like, what what is the point when you bring someone in for short term and they're not going to have a short term impact? Significant investment, though, isn't it? Coming soon. <laughs> Significant investment. This, this is it. The week of the significant investment when it takes place. It'll be our fault though, when obviously when we don't sign anyone. Yeah, because we, we bullied him into not not uh, buying anybody. Because that's how you run football yeah. clubs. You and cut your nose totally, off to spite yeah, your face. Totally ignore the fact he said I will, and then afterwards not doing that. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's hope everyone's abusing us on the internet next week because we've been too negative and that we signed. We're going to sign. All these players with pace and power and, you know, physicality and variety. And it's going to be the best window we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Keep the faith. Lol. Truly hydrated skin, Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O S E A MALibu.com code SUMMER.